So, okay, ladies and gentlemen, before we break the news to you, give you the bad and good news. We can wait till tomorrow. That news can wait till tomorrow. So, basically, we are here. Um, today's topic is a, it's a funny one, you know. It's hunter gathering and um, why we hunt food. Um, so, really, the world has gone politically correct. The world has gone mad. Um, and I find it funny. I find this topic really amusing uh, because... Vegans, I have no problem with vegans, you know. Um, I just think it's funny that people who have ate meat last week, um, to try promote not eating meat this week, it's kind of very hypocritical. Um, it would be like me telling everybody to stop drink because of the problem that I had, you know. It's just that's just hypocritical. There, uh, I would never do that. So I don't have a problem with vegans, but I do have a problem. People who ate meat last week telling me not to eat meat this week, it's kind of crazy. Um, so Dara here is uh, more knowledgeable with the hunting than me, he's been doing it for a long time. And um, so, before I get into hunting on the Cook Islands, where I just came from, I'll, uh, I'll introduce you to Dara. So, Dara, let's start with what, what do you think of hunting? What's your opinion on it, and why do you hunt? And is there any information you can give us? Yeah, generally, the ethnics on hunting. When you're hunting a wild animal, for me, it's the best, most healthy and most ethical, like ethical way of eating food. If you're going to eat meat, to hunt an animal is to kill an animal who has lived freely yeah. and lived to the heightened glory of its life. To eat meat that has been put into slavery its whole life and be mass manufactured that for me is the worst way to eat meat really so hunting in a balanced ecosystem of course over hunting is not so good yeah. but hunting in a balance like right now ireland has way too many deer scotland has way too many deer yeah. that's having a huge effect on the local ecosystem so if you have overgrazing cattle on mountains greenery no tree is ever going to grow. There's never going to be a forestry there. There's never going to be a habitat that that can inhibit more species due to the overgrazing of a deer. Yeah. Because there's no wolf. There's no predator. So there's nothing to bring that population down. So there's nothing to bring the trees back apart from humans. Now in Scotland, there's a huge rewilding program going down. So they're eliminating, they're killing as many deer as they possibly can at the moment. Because they've done studies and everything that when they start to kill the deer, they start to see forests come back. Yeah, they start kind of to like see, pets, they? Yeah, and then the house for the birds come back, and then the plants for the bees come back, yeah. and then the bees for the fish come back. So when you take down a deer, not only do you bring back birds, bees, everything, the fish then have bees to feed on, and the whole balance of everything starts to come back. Yeah. Now... That for me is very important, that wildlife, when it's balanced properly, can flourish. And when it's flourishing, it's just as good to support the wild, support wildlife companies in rewilding places. Because the amount of farming, that not farming, but hunting, well, food supply that been, can be sourced from the wild yeah. is highly abundant in a balanced ecosystem. And we're not acknowledging the actual abundance of balance when you rewild the place. 
because you have so many species living in a small space where we're trying to graze one animal in a huge space that can only eat a certain thing and it's in caged its whole life one you're not getting the full health benefits of that animal if you have a wild animal it's eating wild herbs wild plants wild species that are full of medicinal beneficial factors for your body and mind yeah yeah so you're basically eating a meat piece of meat that's been eating a lot of medicines for a very long time when you're eating a piece of beef he's eating steroids he's been bumped up he's not in a good place like it's just that's funny that you say that because um when i was living in the cook islands um with the chicken yeah so i had my own chickens in my garden i would hunt the chickens the roosters and um my boss says glenn catch a chicken and tell me what it tastes like i want you to compare it to the western world and the western world they're pumped with all this crazy stuff hormones to make them to make them grow quicker and um, i've seen i've seen a post recently about the kids these days they're growing up they're growing faster with the hormones they get more sick and it's a uh, so I, I caught my first chicken anyway cooked it put it on the barbecue and it tasted it didn't taste like chicken there was it was a organic fully grown chicken but grown natural off the land there was no antibiotics or any bullshit in it and um, so then i went the next day told me boss it says uh it says that chicken was disgusting it tastes like rubber it didn't taste like chicken what you get of you know other restaurants or or anywhere else in the world he says yeah he says because it's 100 percent natural it's organic it hasn't got any of that bullshit any injections hormone injections he says so what you do is when you catch it you, you put it in the fridge and cut it with mango and leave it overnight and then cook it and he says the, the people in the cook islands they've like their immune system and everything is a lot better from eating eating natural stuff but i find i find it funny i just think this whole topic is hilarious uh even speaking about it because you know i in, even in the restaurant over there i was avoiding the fiji boys and i uh, says to them oh come come to my house for a uh, chicken curry I was making a toy grain chicken curry out of the chicken that i just wanted and uh they came to the house one of them um and he says oh no no i'm not eating that that's disgusting and I says, what? What did you have yesterday? I says, in the restaurant. He says, oh, I had a chicken curry. And I says, yeah. Where do you think the chicken that I'm just at the hunting came from? Do you, where do you think the chicken yesterday that you were eating in the restaurant came from? Did it fall from the sky? And I just think it's a weird one. It's like people eat. It's a touchy subject as the world has gone politically correct. People go to restaurants, yeah. Boy, like chicken fillets are on a strict chicken fillet diet for training in the gym. But when they see it or... When they hear about you know this is how it's done whatever it's like oh that's so bad you shouldn't be doing that and these people need to get their hands dirty really go so so they're getting somebody else to kill the produce so who's a bigger coward do you, do you know what i'm saying like they're yeah, getting somebody yeah. else to do their dirty but, work yeah, yeah they, but they well it's what they're supporting also they're not supporting a free wild animal if you're killing a free wild animal and substituting that for the chicken fillet that you would have bought you're then not supporting the mass manufacture slavery yeah. and abuse of animals you're supporting yourself the yeah. wild rewilding natural flow of a habitat yeah so to support the mass manufacture slavery and abuse of animals and you're supporting your body ingesting 
an animal that has been full of anxiety, stress, that is all is absorbed into your energy. And it might come out in all different sort of ways. Yeah. But then also you have people who don't eat meat. Now, I know a lot of people's diets are very different now. I have nothing against anyone who don't eat meat. I have yeah, a lot yeah. of respect for people who don't eat meat. It's a very courageous thing to do and it's very noble in its ideology. But what I would say is to always be careful about where your food source comes from. Because if you're not to eat meat or you're to go vegan and you're starting to get like coconut milk, like tahini and all these products that are highly vegan. Yeah. These products are being flown in from thousands of miles away. So if you're looking at a global extinction rate from a huge global footprint, a vegan can be putting more animals at risk of extinction than a guy who yeah, eats his local, local yeah. beef and local milk. Because a man who eats his local beef, local milk, local potatoes, he has zero carbon footprint. Well, a very minimum carbon footprint. But if you're so, say, classified as vegan or vegetarian and you're using products that are sourced from around the globe to substitute your proteins and substitute all these things, you're actually having a worse effect on our global extinction rate than a person who eats meat. So I, I find that, oh, that's that's really interesting, you know, what, what you're saying, because, again, refer to the vegans, uh, what I think, they they just think, they just eat salads, just drink water, a lot of them, and it, because it's kind of become a fad, it's like, the world, you can't say anything, you, you can't... And you avocados, know, and meat, all yeah. these products, but all these not, products they're not getting their B, fashion. They're not getting you know? their B12 supplements, they're not getting iron tablets, like, they're not getting iron into their body. I think... I just think it's it's um it's bonkers, but again it's it's um I find so in in the when I was living in Atataki in the Cook Islands it's uh you know we had we had our our own chickens, own crab, um we had we go hunting for we fish for yellowfin tuna, parafish, everything was, was pure natural and it's um that was the best I've ever felt. Fresh catch every day. We had pigs and a funny story for for Derek Ahern. It kill me saying this, but it's, it's like I find this this amusing. So the Fiji crew they celebrate on your birthday. They get you a pig. They have a spit roast, yeah, to celebrate the birth of your life. And they took me into their community, so they got me a pig for my birthday. Hundred kg pig, whatever. <laughs> We're going to collect it, you know. And um, basically. I showed Derek a picture, you know, it's a celebration of life, and um, and on the spit roast, and basically, uh, the, I was talking to me boxing coach, and other people anyway, Derek says, Jesus, that's bleeding disgraceful, he's falling around laughing, you know, but um, he's he's not vegan or anything, he's, he eats meat, but I'm not talking negative about me boxing coach, I love him more than that in the world, yeah. Derek O'Hearn, you were our little rocket. But what, what I'm saying is, it's like, I was saying to him, and we, I was breaking Mr. Lav, and I was saying to him, you love steak, the ribs, you, where, where, where do you think that came from, that fell from the sky, and then referring back to, you know, the other guy, when he, he, he would eat chicken curry the day before, but he wouldn't eat in a my house when I was fresh, because he's like, oh, that's disgusting. And yes. I, I, I'm oblivious, I'm, like, absolutely, I think it's bonkers. Yeah, I went back, I remember I skinned the deer up the Dublin Mountains. 
and I was cleaning the hide, cleaning the hide fully top to bottom, respected every part of the animal, yeah, every part of the animal, cleaned the hide, kept the hide, and I remember I had the hide, and there was two people asking me about where I got the hide and everything, and they were like, do you not think that's so cruel to do to an animal? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, but do you eat meat? Because like, I knew one of the guys, he went to the gym a lot. So I was like, but do you not eat, like, I don't know, like five chicken fillets a day? Like, yeah, yeah. You know? So I was, he was like, but it's a wild animal. It's free. And it's... But so is the chicken. But the, I was like, yeah, but the chicken is meant to be that way too. Like, it's just the way society has evolved. It's making you think that this way is better, but it's really not, like... No, no, definitely. You know? That's that's back to that again. So, like, it's for for you to, like... It's, 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 I just think it's bonkers. It's the people that come, again, I'm, I'm nothing against vegans, you know, or against anybody. In no, general. no, do, no, do no, I, mean, yeah, I just, I just don't like, point. I just don't like, uh, not that I don't like, I just think it's barbaric that, like, people would, that ate meat last week, would complain to me, or look, if I put a picture up, they'd share it. Um, picture got shared so many times when I put a picture of this bit roast, scumbag, this and that, like, almost getting a partition against me, and I'm just like, this is bonkers. So these people, certain people that is uneducated towards it, they like go into Tesco, go into Aldi Little, buy me protein, yeah, that have already been slaughtered by somebody else. They get somebody else to do their dirty work. And so what's the difference? Yeah. I'm doing it myself, but they're getting somebody else to do their dirty work. So who's wrong? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, and it's also to be vegan. Is a huge privilege in modern society. Or to be even a vegetarian. Yeah, if you yeah. If you go back a good few years, it, it wouldn't even be... If you were in some cultures around the world, it's not an option. You know? Even if you were to bring a vegetarian... Because I've spent a lot of time in the wild. and spent a lot of time in forests. And if I was a vegetarian, I'd starve to death. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to eat? Are you gonna start eating bark off a tree? Yeah, because you you live free and and you, you have to. Yeah, you have to hunt, because otherwise. Our like, ancestors have been doing it all you know, their life. Yeah. Well, berries only come around for a month every year. Yeah. You know, seeds only come around for a month every year. So, unless you have in the wild a secret spot that you can uproot veg from, that nobody else knows about. Impossible, if, yeah. if if you land two people, one who is strictly say vegetarian or vegan, in the wild, boom, you're both there. One is gonna be dead and one is gonna be eating. And that's vast reality. But of course we wanna minimize the mass slaughter of Yeah, animals, I do I do agree. Course. I do agree and I do with that. I love yeah. the philosophy of veganism yeah. and the ideology behind it. Yeah. But the realities of it can sometimes be questioned due to its carbon footprint that it creates. And again, I think I think it's it's like yeah, some of the slaughterhouses that I've seen is, is it's disgraceful. But to hunt to live and hunt to eat is is to me is totally different. Like I'm very privileged of being lucky enough to work in some really good kitchens throughout the world. And then from there, not that I'm obsessed about hunting and that, but I just think like I'm gonna go, right? And this is being honest. I'm gonna go to the shops anyway to buy yellowfin tuna, crab, steak. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go buy that anyway because that's what I like. Try new things. 
making new dishes, right? But I can get that fresher by hunting it myself. Or I also don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do it. Because I'm not going to, I'm never going to be vegan. If it's a crime to be to eat meat, then lock me up. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm never ever going to be vegan. So I would rather do it myself than get somebody else to do it for me. Because it's processed and all the shit that's born in like the hormones and the chicken. But if I go myself, like today, you got a spider crab, you got a spider crab, and one spider crab. That's what we were eating today. It's not as if we were going to a slaughterhouse or taking too much off the no, land. No, no. You just take enough to eat. And if you think about how much we appreciated that yeah. one thing. Because when you've had to go through the full process of hunting, killing, processing, eating, what you're eating just becomes so much more special than just wasting. There is no waste. Yeah. There was nothing we were going to waste. No, Because of the effort that we had went through to get it. So, when you're living in those kind of ways, you start to become very aware of the delicateness of sustainability. That overeating is going to create a huge problem for you. If you, say if we had went there to that one spot today, we said, we're going to get as many crab as we possibly can. Yeah. And we took them all thinking that it was going to be a great idea. We could sell them off. Yeah, yeah. It's... But then, say we got back, we sold all the crab, and then the next day we went around to the spot and we're like, yeah, well, there's not much crab left. And then the next week and the next week, and then we realised, well, there's no more crab. We've eaten all the crab. But if you acknowledge the sustainable ecosystem that's in the area and how everything balances how everything feeds off each other and how we are part of that we're not on top of it yeah top of the food chain isn't it? top of the food chain we're not top of it but we're kind of trying to well we are being top of it unfortunately but if we weren't top of it and we're just in it and acknowledging okay if we get a crab today maybe we mightn't have another we don't want to go crab for another two weeks in that spot like got the fish like balance off. Well, it's it's. I think it's a funny one as well. We're sailing. You've been sailing from Norway all over the world, and we are here. And this is another thing, you know, that people have to understand. To live the dream, like to live the lives that we've lived, you'd have to pay. You'd have to have pay a fortune. Like we couldn't go to the supermarket every day and feast and go there. Costs. We wouldn't be able to live this life. Do you know what I mean? No. Not even fucking Richard Branson be able to live the life that we've lived. It's so. To, to go, this is that, this is how we survive. And that's what we have been promoting on kind of social media. People have seen an insight into it. But I find it funny because in, it wasn't so long ago, like, it said that up to the 60s apparently, or the 70s, Fijians and other people over that side of the world, before they were commercialising that, they used to eat humans. Like, which is nuts. I, like, talking to a few guys out of the army and talking to the Fiji they were like, yeah, and, like, like, you're seeing your brother, do you know what I mean? No, but seriously. Oh, it was <laughs> like, when they died, they died. Oh, they used to just, like, hunt humans, and you see seen here in tribes, you know, like, tribes years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they hunt humans. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, fucking <laughs> bonkers, yeah? Like, like, so, uh, yeah, I remember in, uh, 
Brazil. Eu vou te pôr Eu It's not cannibalism, but it's like in Fiji and that side of the world. It's a bit too far for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat a human, though. But I just think the whole su- the subject, the topic. Unless, unless you put it on your will, like, I'd give yeah. you a boy pick. The topic is is just, I just think it's bonkers, you know, how the world has gone very politically correct. You can't say fuck off. You literally have to watch your mouth or you'll be called racist to be called homophobic or, yeah. or whatever you, you can't say anything these days well, i think the vegan is really interesting it's uh now fair play i actually was vegan for uh, a few hours until i took the bacon tray out of the oven <laughs> and i did feel great for them few hours to be honest yeah but, but it's just i i'm blessed the same as you from the cooking background that i've learned from really good chefs and the recipes look even even in new zealand for instance like people i know vegans that eat meat when they're drunk and they claim to be this vegan, this and that. But these vegans also would come in. Well, they're not, they can't be vegans to see me when they're drunk. <laughs> but these people would come in to me um, uh, and they'd order crab dip, one of the famous crab dips. In, um, it's like goes with nachos and that. Mm-hmm. And the queue would be out the door. It's, 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 it was insane. But the same people that would be staying in a hostel with or living with all my friends that would be self-claimed vegans, um, they would be eating... The crab dip, and it says on the on the fucking menu, crab dip. It's made with crab, spring onion, and um, hot sauce, cream fresh. You know, it's just to me, it's bonkers. But then they'd be like hiding it that they wouldn't, they wouldn't eat. And this stigma around of veganism, it's almost wrong to eat meat. But I'm glad that we got that off our chest. The reason why we do, because you know, I would never tell anybody to eat meat or not drink. So. It's a really, really interesting subject. Anything else about years ago, what, what you were talking about earlier? Yeah, I suppose. If we could all veer away from mass manufactured meat. Yeah. We could, you know, you could take it off the market, of course, but it's cheap. It's non-nutritious. It's not very good for you at all. If you eliminate it out of your diet, you'll probably have more energy. Like, say if your standard dinner is potatoes, vegetables, a bit of gravy, and a chicken fillet. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This is standard Irish dinner. Yeah. If you try it for a few days, just don't eat the man- mass-manufactured chicken fillet. Eat the potatoes, the veg, and the gravy. And have a, have a feel of what that feels like. Because I guarantee you, after dinner, you're not going to be slumping. You're not going to be looking for a 15, 20-minute nap. If you just eliminate that mass-manufactured chicken fillet. Now, if you eat a wild chicken fillet. I'm grown organic, yeah. If you eat, uh, like, a wild pigeon fillet, it's a whole different thing. 
Yeah, yeah. You were getting bounced with all these wild herbs, wild plants. What's wrong? Wild. Yeah. You, you're getting the energy of the wild, like, you know? Where if you're getting a processed, it's processed and mass manufactured from the get go. The growth of the feed it has already been sprayed and mass manufactured. That's already been pumped into them. Then they're pumping more steroids into them to get them going. And then it's coming to your table and you're eating. That's, you know. Yeah, I, I just think it's a mad one again. I'm not promoting, you know, go out, play and catch spider crabs or spider monkeys. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just think it's a funny one because even thinking back there about two years ago whatever, when, when I was, I was kind of on social media and I was kind of kind of pictures of Spit Rosa and other stuff and I remember I was I was texting this girl, it's kind of you know, post be gone a day, so I kinda of seen her and then um, she just didn't write back because of the the whole yeah. hunter thing. But but yeah, she would he she was against it. But I think she's she must have been uneducated, you know, because it's like she would eat me. This and that, and she didn't understand. It's a scrape. I'm not just going out because I'm a psycho bastard to stab a pig in the head. <laughs> well, I am a psycho bastard, but there's, <laughs> there's more to the hunted side of it. But speaking of psycho bastard, um, here's a story. So I was in when I was living in the Cook Islands. I was hunting fish, getting my own fish, yellowfin, tuna, parafish, trevelli, um, hunting wild boar, everything I had. I didn't spend a penny. Everything that was getting was coming in that was saving, and um. You know, another thing, if a person I see him promoting it says, unfortunately, we're all going to die someday, but if you're going to hunt, whatever, get it, get it over as quick as possible with the animal, rather than putting it through pain. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's exactly, um, so, I, I, caught a roo- I caught a rooster, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was losing my mind, to be honest, at the same time, and it was kind of the stage where it was like, psychotic, I was on my own, living on my own, and, at the tacky populations like a thousand people and I was hunting every day and was becoming a bit like it was in the 1800s or something you know it was only short of having a fucking a little leaf skirt around me it's kind of hectic it's called roost or whatever and then obviously I'm, I'm an addict of an addictive personality absolute bonkers um, so I cut the rooster and then I was like right yeah yeah so I cut the rooster and um, when I caught the rooster, uh, I was I was sitting there thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm an addict. What happens if I like this? What happens if I like chopping roosters' heads off? And um, anyway, I had I was thinking about it for a good five minutes. I had the rooster, and I was like, it's kind of getting to me, you know, vegans and calling me out on on hunting when a lot of other people, it's like it's a crime to eat meat. So, um, anyway, I had the chicken's head up against the chopping board, and I just went for it. And I was kind of thinking, Jesus Christ, what happens if I'm a blatant serial killer? What happens if I, if I like killing things, you know? I was actually thinking, Darry, if, like, what happens if I kill this chicken, and I start, next is, I start killing humans. My mind started racing, I was <laughs> going off rocker. And I was like, it's, like, people were saying, Glenn, you can't do this, you don't do this, you shouldn't. You know, hunt fish just and I was getting inside my head. I was like, they they're making me out to be a cold blooded killer, like Ted Bundy. That's what what I felt. But anyway, I chopped the blade and chicken's head off, turned around, and then um, grabbed me coffee out of the fridge. And the fucking 
the headless chicken was running up and down the, the sink and got blood <laughs> all over me fucking brand new clothes and all and I was mad but, but then after I was like you know I was thinking too much these people was getting inside my head like I'm a bleeding serial killer because what I'm fucking hunting pig or, or I mean like like yeah, everybody else around, yeah. so these people these people go to go to Tesco boy bacteria all the shitty stuff whatever's put inside the meat mm-hmm. the, the chicken hormones and we would go get ourselves fresh whatever and they would like the stigma around it, I think is just crazy so is there anything yeah. else you'd like to say or yeah I remember I was hunting up the up the mountain people say where was this it was up the mountain. <laughs> up the mountain, okay. It was up the mountain, you know. There's no one in the places as I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we were up the mountain anyway. And I was with a farmer. And the farmer's like, so we're going to go hunting tonight. We're out with hunting. We have the rifle in the back. And we're lamping. As in, you're driving through a forest and you put a lamp out yep. to get the deer. Because deer's always stage while they're in a lamp. So they freeze. And they look straight into the lamp. And then you can shoot them with a the rifle. So we're going through the forest and the farmer goes, so the 4x4 four four, huge, deep, like, you know. And I, I've driven a few times, but not in the dark up a mountain road. You know, so he was like, can you drive? And I was like, yeah, I can kind of drive. He's like, right, you're on. I'll get in the back, wind down the window, you'll drive the car and we'll go. <laughs> and I go fuck's sake this is sketchy like you know yeah yeah and I jumped in the front and I give it a go anyway like you know we're driving away we're driving 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 and he's like stop we stop he lets off a shot catches a deer boom deer's down car comes straight over the hill as soon as we he's like start the car start the car quickly start the car I start the car she starts to hop you know and then eventually get the guy going, and I'm already in a bit of a panic mode because I'm still trying to figure out which way. I put on the full beams. Yeah. You know, he's like, turn off the full beams. Turn off the full beams. <laughs> then what was it? Was it was the car was the car coming towards us? Oh. And that could have been anyone. That could have been Gardy. Oh, the police. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah. I have no license. He's sitting in the back of the car with a huge rifle in his hand. There, there on the deck that way. You know, so we're going. Fuck. And he's shouting at me, like, turn off the full beams. And I had only got back from a different country. So the way they drive in a different country was on the wrong side of the road. Oh, Jesus. So I'm on the wrong. And he's like, get out. But I was only a tiny bit on the wrong side of the road. And I thought, because I was living in a different country, that I was fully on the wrong side of the road. So he's like, get on the right side of the road. So I turned fully on the wrong side of the road. And then he's just like, stop the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls the handbrake. Like. <laughs> you went through cake with a suitcase. <laughs> you know what? I figured out the guy was coming towards me. He was in the bike with the rifle as he going up. Still smoking the car. I'm going for fuck's sake. And he's shouting at me to go left, right, put the beams on. I'm going, oh, fuck, I don't know how to do it. So. My first experience with hunting was uh, fucking bonkers. So, um, well, I worked on a crocodile farm in Darwin, Australia. That was absolute mental. That was nuts. Like, you know, 
even talking about it. Now, that was, that was, I left after a few days. I couldn't deal with it. They'd be in little cages, you know, five. Nah, I couldn't do that. I six, couldn't so do that. I, I, I wanted to work there for, for experience. And when I worked there, I, I couldn't, couldn't deal with the way the crocodiles were treated. And a lot of them were sick. They'd have to, you know, kill them. And it just wasn't. Crocodiles, I think, species that outlive the dinosaurs, very, very special. It's different, you know. Go Don't on, put them in cages. Yeah, like, but, but I'm in cages with coffins, you know. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. like um, the hundreds of cages alone when, when I went there. And that, that, that was enough for me. That was fucking, that was pure cruelty. I don't agree with cruelty to animals. There's a difference between hunting, gathering for food, for feast, than there is. Fucking slaughterhouse and cruelty to animals, but um, and that's what that's what a lot of people are in the Tesco don't see. They don't understand. They, they don't understand. There's the difference between hunting and and slaughterhouses, but that was fucking barbaric. But anyway, um, basically, my first experience hunting was in Australia, and I met this fella, Big Red, I was with um, Southampton boy, good friend of mine. We were out in the outback, and we were um, basically, um, we were on the back of a pickup truck as well, and. He was full beams on. So I was, ter- I was terrified of dogs because I got bit when I was younger. It was like six blue nose pit bulls or, you know, the blue shiny pit bulls, the silky ones. And um, on, on the back, they had body armor. They had trackers and everything. And I had a big kind of sword, you could say, big machete sword. The other, um, the other madam had like, they had guns and everything, whatever. So we're driving and the dogs smelled the... Smell the, the, the pig. Boy, I was expected. I was very uneducated. I was expected to uh, to go and um, a little pink pig and dancing around. You know, didn't have a bleeding clue what was going on. So the tracker, the dogs go loose. The, the car stops. The pickup truck stops. The dogs run through the um, run through swamps. Now, mind you, there's crocodiles in Darwin in these swamps. So we had to run after the dogs. And uh, I was the first one to run through because I had the biggest, the biggest weapon. And um, when I ran through, I seen this big fucking ball. This was not a pink pig. This ball <laughs> had big yeah, yeah, and it was smashing the dogs to pieces. And that to me, that was too much. That was like fucking stress. But I panicked and I ran, and the, the big red is screaming, "Glenn, go back! Get the fuck back!" Because the ball was run, running for us. Yeah. But yeah. lucky enough. One of the other fellas dived on the ground and lifted the boar's legs up in the air and uh, put it out of its misery. And, but we took it home and we cooked it and fed the whole family. That's how in the outback a lot of them live to this day. Yeah, yeah. They hunt the boar. Mm-hmm. And the boars are like, you know, the pests that are destroying the land. Yeah, uh, same you know, as the deer here. And the kangaroo as well. And it's uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, that is that is why we hunt as humans. Um so we'll be back tomorrow. We have some bad news, but the good news is better than the bad news. I hope you enjoyed uh, our podcast and enjoyed the time. Thank you for all the kind messages, and we'll see you tomorrow.